Welcome to Event Up, the place where people enthusiastic about events stay in the know on the latest trends within the events industry. Live, hybrid, and virtual experiences. From virtual events to conferences, award galas, and everything in between. Here's your host, Amanda Ma. Welcome back to another edition of All Things About Events. So today we're going to we're going to be talking about the best practices in terms of hosting your virtual event. I want to share some tips for you guys so that when you're hosting your virtual event, you could keep these things in mind. First of all, best practice. And I want to thank my team because they actually help, you know, we brainstorm and some of the best tips. So I kind of gathered that today to share with you guys. AV is at the top, you know, having a professional AV team is very important. We realized the ones that we had a professional AV team versus the ones we did not. The one that we have professional AV just was a much better experience. Second, sending AV equipment to speakers. And they're not expensive. You can actually just order from Amazon. Do they get to keep that or not? That's really up to you. We have some clients that just let the speaker keep it as a grant appreciation of the participation in the event. And then there's some, if it's a nicer equipment, they will provide a pre-label so that they can ship it back, making it easy. Third, professionally edit videos. We talked about at the beginning of pandemic, a lot of people are just kind of creating all these, you know, virtual experiences and doing it themselves, not really high quality, professionally done videos. And this year is all about leveling up that virtual experience. So having a professional edit video will make a huge difference. You know, having lower thirds and all the proper introduction, animated introduction in your video makes a big difference as well. Pre-recording. When you have pre-recording, it actually minimizes your risk. We had another talent that actually, you know, everything was fine through all the rehearsals we did. And guess what? Day of, her internet went down and she ended up having to go to her neighbor's house in order to do her set. So if you have pre-recording, it definitely helps with that. Another category is run of show. As you guys are planning your run of show, it's very important to keep in mind that having a really good host makes a huge difference. And that's a moderator, you know, someone who's experienced in navigating in terms of the virtual space. Audience engagement, build that into your experience as you're thinking about the attendee, attendee journey. Right, so whether that is, is that chat, is that doing some polling, or is it Q&A? Make sure you assign one person dedicated to chat so that they can monitor the feed that's coming in and then the conversation that is sparking through your virtual event. And there's also a lot of peer-to-peer -peer learning that's happening through chats. So we actually don't recommend you turn off the function of the chat. We actually encourage that because especially when people can't, are not in person, Right, they, they're missing that networking, that connection, and the chat function really serves that purpose. You know, we really always have to think about safety first, right? So for virtual, everybody's really at home, so that's great. And plan that into your plan as you plan for your hybrid or live event, whether that's screening the people that's coming in, having them take some tests. You know, there's even vendors out there you could hire in addition to the hotel cleaning crew that can go in and clean the space. So already build that into your plan for Q3, Q4, if you're thinking about hybrid and live events. Have a strong 
message focusing on the big picture. We see this in common a lot where a lot of clients or people just doing virtual event and they get so lost in the detail, they forget that at the end of the day, what is the mission and purpose of that event, whether it's virtual, hybrid, or live. So always go back to the big picture and your purpose for the event. Keeping everything clear and concise. You may normally do a conference that's like a whole day uh, in person, but people's attention span on virtual is just very short. You know, so a lot of them we condense either to two hours or even breaking up the day. So like half days, but in a two day or even three day time span so that people have time to digest the information, but really that, so that they can fully give their attention to the event. Another category is platform. We looked at, I don't know, at least 40 virtual platforms last year, vetting them for our clients. And there are some that are really great as well as some that are not so great. And the big thing to keep in mind is what it is, again, coming back to your mission and your objective, what it is that you're trying to achieve. So don't be so fond of like, oh, I heard, you know, this platform is really good. Let's use this one. But does that really serve the purpose you're trying to achieve? Right, but if it's all conference, you hear a conference platform is good, then yes, go for it. But between a conference and gala, the experience is very different. So it wouldn't necessarily mean one platform for all. You know, it's not one size for all. And truly understand their offerings because every platform is so different and there's so many out there. The good thing is this year, they're making it a lot more affordable as well as more accessible. And a lot of them we are seeing that they level up in terms of their offering as well. And some virtual platform companies even merge, right? So like Hopin and StreamYard. So now they have the best of two worlds. Branding and design. Don't forget at the end of the day to put your branding and design up front so that people know what is the company, you know, and then you can embed that in either your virtual background for a lot of events. We like to do a pre-show loop which you know, either thank the sponsor or showcase the mission, anything that you wanna showcase in advance, that's a great time and opportunity to do so. Attendees, at the end of the day, we plan this, You know, we keep talking about the attorney, attendee journey. What is it that you want them to experience? Just like in the live events, we care about how they arrive at the event, what, they, you know, what kind of food they enjoy, even to, down to like what smell they engage with. So same thing with the virtual, is registration easy? And then is it easy to find the link to sign up? Do they get, you know, does the platform offer automatic calendar requests? And thinking about your demographic, we had last year, you know, out of the 80 virtual events we did, some were for older people, like 70 plus, and some were for 20 plus. So the way we engage them is very different. For the older folks, we definitely wanna make sure is, you know, they're a little bit less tech savvy, so we wanna make sure make it really easy for them to find and engage, not so many hoops that they have to jump through in terms of just getting into the event. All right, I see a question coming in. Why is this, someone asked, why is it important to have someone moderate the chat? That's a great question. While your event is happening, you know, there's a lot of great conversation that's typically happening in the chat. You want to be able to engage in that or a lot of time they may ask questions. So if you have a moderator, they're able to consolidate the question and find a common ground. Also, if someone were having trouble, then they could also right away address those technical issues. It's important. So you typically for us, when we have a virtual event, 
we actually plan out the whole chat schedule. Your team also needs to understand so that everybody's on the same page. Events to go kids. We, I talked about that a little bit last week. You know, these are really awesome. You know, the whole box is branded, right? Who likes, who likes getting junk mail? Raise your hand. <laughs> I don't, right? But I love getting gifts like this. So these are kits that we call it events to go kits, part of our immersive experience. So we actually have these sent out a week before the event. So one, it reminds people that the event's coming up. Two, people can actually engage with all the items that are in here. You know, different elements like a tumbler so they can have water. But if it's yours, say you have a conference, you know, so maybe you have a paddle that you want people to use to engage when they hear a good comment, they can raise a thumbs up paddle. And then a lot of people also like to put snacks and just, you know, candle. I think in Q3, the very early on kids, we saw a lot of more like socks or door handlers because it was cold during that time. And a lot of people just started working at home. All right, so that's all my tips for you guys today. Hope you guys find that really helpful. And I challenge you guys to take these tips and plan your events. I would love to hear back if you guys ever do use some of these tips, you know, what you end up using, what was successful. And if you have other tips, thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time on Event Up.